I'm Adam Hargenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in the 200% life, 100% inner world, 100% outer world. You know, I wanted to start today uh, with a conversation. First of all, we tried to do this like 45 minutes ago, and we I actually just needed help this morning. <laughs> we we got on, and all of a sudden, Hallie looked really annoyed, and so we had a uh, wonderful conversation about why she was really I mean, we annoyed. We did get somewhere. We did. Actually, it was good. It. Yes, we did. Oh, thank you for that. And in fact, I actually wish we had had it recorded because that would have been a great conversation to put out there. <laughs> I don't <laughs> but know. Just the, the, but I actually think it would have been great for like even the FFM community because they would yeah. see exactly what that relationship and how you can have real conversations and ones and how you handle it from both sides. Yeah. And by the way, you look a lot better now. It may have. I um. Um, if it had been recorded, I don't know if I would have. <laughs> I don't know loud. if I would have gotten quite as real. Yes. But I, yeah, I would have liked to think that I would have, but I think you would have. Um, but today, it actually goes with what we want to talk about. You know, it's so funny. I was thinking about this, obviously, with with three kids that I have in school. That if you relate to the two hundred percent life, nobody ever really teaches you about your inner world. Everyone is always so focused on the outer world in terms of goals, objectives, learnings, criteria, tests, memorization, right? All even sports, like all that stuff is in the outer world. And it's, it's, it's so funny because it, it there's a spot for that, but it's our entire society. Nobody likes to talk about the inner world. And I don't know if it's because people don't, it, and I, it, hold on, let me back up. I know everybody understands what it is because everyone, at the end of the day, like I was talking to somebody the other day about spirituality, who's not really deep into it. And they said, well, like, what does it mean this inner world? I just said, when you always talk about people keep chatting about that. And like, I should ask you about this because I'm struggling with something. And I said, well, do you know when it feels good? And do you know when it feels bad? And they said, well, of course. And I said, great. Then you know about your inner world. This is simple as that, right? When you are feeling, you know what it feels like to feel good and you know what it feels like to not feel good. And that is a wave of energy. So it's you that's aware that you're aware. It's like the, the, the point that it's almost irrelevant about what you, um, how you treat your inner world as long as you're absolutely aware of your inner world, being aware that you're aware that you're aware that you're witnessing the inner world is really the entire essence of spirituality. And that's all that, that's all that it starts with is because again, we spend so much time in the outer world. It's like, if we just directed even 10, 15% of our directives to our inner world. So to actually talk about are the voice that's in there, these emotions that you feel. And I think the key thing is, is like when people always get so caught up and it's like, you know, you, you can't have negative thoughts. I think it's such a, they should probably meditate a little bit more because it's not about whether or not you have a negative thought or a positive thought. It's actually irrelevant because those are just going to come and go anyways. As you purify yourself, more of those thoughts tend to go away. But the reality is, is it's, it's, you shouldn't go in there necessarily just guard your thoughts. What I care more about, and this is a deeper conversation, what I care more about is actually you being aware that you're aware that you're aware that you have all these levels of thoughts, whether they're good thoughts, whether they're bad thoughts. There's a line in the Bhagavad Gita with uh, Arjuna, who's really doubting the two ways of life, which kind of goes to 200%. And I'm going to paraphrase what basically is, is happens here. But he asks whether renunciation and kind of reclusiveness or action into the world, which way is better? 
right? Like he's right. like, which way do I do this? Do I, and essentially there, do I go hide in a cave and kind of escape from life? In fact, I think a lot of us go through this conversation at times, right? Like, is it easier to kind of go away and try to go live out in the woods or do I go directly step into action? And he, he's, of course, he's very, um, Krishna is very intelligent and he supposed to be this God, right? And comes in there and says they they both lead to the same path. It's irrelevant which path you go. And, it, and he's, it's and what it really comes down to is the thought that you think, right, that you think of one way or another is still just a thought. And it's the least thing from spirituality that you'll ever do. I thought in the book that he said action was better. He didn't say it's better. What he said is your action should be fruitless, meaning that you sh- your action should not be there to serve you or to get you what you want. It should be to serve because it's a spontaneous action. What he says basically when in doubt, when you're saying, should I go renunciate or be a renounce, renounce life or should I go actually action? They actually both lead to the same path. It's the intent behind those things. So for instance, like if you think about it this way, <clears throat> I was thinking about this in the, on the drive up this morning as we were preparing for this in my head that, you know, if you were going to go start, I always, I, just, I don't know why I had this memory when I, when, no, I was, I used to golf a lot, right? Like maybe 15 years ago. In fact, I used to golf like every single day. And the first thing that I would do when I'd golf, of course I went and got the bag, I got the outfit, I got the shoes, you know, you got, you know, the hat, you get your sunglasses that are different, right? You got all this stuff. I got that. And then all of a sudden Sarah was going to come with me and she didn't have any stuff. She walked in the clubhouse and I was hitting balls and she walked out and she had that glove, the shoes, the pants, the bag, everything. And she looked like a golfer. And so I think the, this, this renunciation, like if you take this action of the thought of like what it looks like to dress up our outer world based on the manifestation of how we think things should be becomes a challenge because what we do is we just dress the part, right? Like, so, and that's fine. Whether you're doing a tennis, where you're doing in business, like you just, you start dressing the part and you, you put it out there. It's the same thing of like, what is the, what is the, the Christmas tree of the inner world that you put together, right? Meaning that what, um, you dress up the outer world, people start dressing up the inner world of what spirituality looks like. And I'll circle this back, meaning they hang pictures of guru. They get pictures of mountains in their office. They start dressing a certain way, right? But they start hanging up this spirituality sense of, look, now that I must be spiritual because I've, I've, I've looked apart, right? It's actually, it's, it's funny because none of those things really matter at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you have them up or it doesn't matter if you don't have them up because you don't want to listen and go, well, I've got pictures of gurus and mountains and nice sayings and my wall or different things like that. So why should I go take them down now? No, renouncing that is the same thing as putting them up. It's supposed to the same energy, right? So it doesn't matter if they're actually there or not. Just like the thought, and you can see the analogy here, whether you have positive thoughts or negative thoughts really doesn't matter either. What matters is that you're aware that you're aware that you're aware, meaning that you're witnessing what's happening. And so the more that you can dress the Christmas tree of emotions, right, that you're sitting back there watching the events unfold inwardly in your inner life, you're not trying to dress that up. You're just seeing what they are, meaning you're not trying to dress the thoughts. You're not trying to make them be a certain way. I can't have negative thoughts. I can't, I can only have positive thoughts. I need to be a spiritual person. So therefore I shouldn't think this way. That is the same way of like, you just trying to look the part on the inner world. Does that make sense? Am I making sense here? Like this inner world, we dress the part in the outer world and we do that. We, in our inner world, we try to dress this part by basically renouncing 
thoughts and emotions and saying they shouldn't be here. We shouldn't have this, or we shouldn't have this thought come in there. I shouldn't feel negative. And we feel like we're unspiritual if we feel these things. Or I guess to me, two things come to mind. One is like the saying all these positive affirmations when, which sometimes just mask what's happening really in the inner world. I mean, they can be helpful in some, some ways, but sometimes you're just saying them because you think it's the right thing to do, but really you're not even acknowledging or addressing any of your actual inner yeah, it's the same thing of, of putting on a brand new golfing outfit and pretending yeah. you're you're an amazing golfer, right? Or like it, you it, can dress the part. Right, and it also makes me think about religions where, you know, outwardly you can be doing all of the right things and, and saying, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm a this, I'm that, I follow this, and then your actions do not align at all with the teachings of whatever religion you're a part of. Yeah. So pure awareness, you're absolutely right. Pure awareness is again, it's, it's, it's not about dressing up or not dressing up, like go look the part. That's wonderful. If you're going to play a sport, that's great. If you want to be, you know, if you're getting into spirituality, have pictures of group. I mean, I've been in many masters places and they have not many, but I've been in a few, they have pictures of gurus up there and, and images and stuff. So it's fine to have that. So it's not about not having it or having it. Right. So that's the renunciation versus action conversation that's talked about in the, in the Gita. It's not about doing it or not doing it. It's way more important, and this is a deeper journey that we're having this conversation. It's way more important that you're aware that you are, okay, great. I'm putting up a picture of a master or a guru or whoever it is that makes sense in there. Uh, great. I'm aware inwardly, again, because you dress the part outside and you also dress, most people start dressing the part inside when it comes to spirituality and goes, I shouldn't have these thoughts or emotions or feelings or energy, or I should be this way. You're trying to dress your inner world, uh, which isn't really helping because then all you do is you start trying to fight with it and play around with it. What's way more important, it doesn't matter what thoughts show up because they're just going to show up. It's not like people naturally try to think that they just are there and now you're aware that they're there. So every time one of these thoughts comes up, the, the goal of pure awareness, right, which is, is, is maintaining your seat of self is to go, man, that's a wild thought. Look at that. Like, I can't believe they, that thought just showed up of like, I wanted to punch that person or that I wanted to you know, um, quit my job or that I wanted to, you know, leave my family or whatever. I just, I'm just but making stuff it, up. What? Does it have to be that extreme? Cause I guess I'm just thinking. Not at all. I'm just trying to paint the example. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, let's just maybe not go into all the details, but for example, the conversation we were having before we get on here, I did have, you saw me having the thought mm-hmm. essentially having the thought of that. Oh, I'm annoyed. The difference was though, is you had the thought and you became attached to it in that moment, everything shifted in your entire body. Yes. And so I was aware that I was thinking that, but I also, you became became glued to it and then you went down instantaneously three different layers in conversation. Correct. All to a root issue. And then I will give you a, a tremendous credit, by the way, the minute, and I know how difficult it was for you, by the way, to do this, I'll give you credit for that was to sit there and not want to talk about it and want to just be pissed off and annoyed more. You actually allowed it. You allowed it to basically not run you. Mm-hmm. And so you became more aware of it. Even though you're annoyed, you started talking through it because you knew that you wanted to get through it. And eventually 10, 15 minutes later you did. And then it was like, you could see the energy kind of move away and there may be a remnants of being annoyed there, but the majority of it went away and we actually had a productive conversation. So you did a really great job. You became aware, you became attached to it. 
And by the way, in that moment, yeah. this is that also, by the way, if we didn't have that conversation, it probably would have affected you all day. I in that would have gotten over it, but sh- whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It would have, it would have been hours. It wouldn't have been the same conversation, but can you still have, even though I became attached to it, was that, did I still have pure awareness? Cause I knew I would, that was happening. Well, everyone or... who's, al- who's alive always has awareness. Okay. You, Cause if you, if you didn't have awareness, you wouldn't be aware that there's anything going on. You you're aware that you, when you're attached to it, you lose your awareness, but it's still always there. It's like if a cloud comes in, the sun's always out there, but it's just covered up. So you're I'm, always yeah. aware. You're just not aware that you're aware anymore. That's what people get lost from. But I'm just trying to follow through that with example. I was aware that I was annoyed. I was aware that I was becoming attached to that yes. annoyance. Yes. Well, that that's great. But there was a moment that you, you, I think you attached more of yourself to it. Maybe not all of yourself. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah. And then that's why it shifted your body language. It shifted, you, you shifted your, your, the way you look, your facial expenses shifted. You actually, yes. your eye contact shifted every yes. part of you was like my entire body reacted to you putting your energy on the flow that sh- showed up, which was annoyance. Yeah. And, and then you broke away from it. That's why I was giving you the credit. You actually started realizing I don't want to go down this path. Yeah. I don't want it to tackle me. Well, I don't really know where this all comes into it, but one thing I was noticed, I did notice is that years ago I would, you would never have known that I was annoyed Yeah, because I've, I became so, I'm so good at, masking any of my feelings and thoughts but and then probably it's a testament to just our you know the relationship and everything but now I don't necessarily feel the need to hide a lot of that yeah either yeah um which is great but yeah there there was no way I would have ever even allowed you to see that years ago or anyone for that matter I think that's more of your personal growth maybe a little bit of the relationship but that's also more of just who you are now that's probably true because you're also just go like not that it doesn't matter. It's just like, I'm not, I'm not going to not be me. It, yeah. it, that's, that's the point. And then we can get through it. But that's the whole yeah. thing. You're such a great example. This is the whole example of pure awareness is you go, when you can sit there and go, man, I just got really annoyed. Mm-hmm. I don't want to touch it right now, but I'm really annoyed. And I don't know why. And this is literally what you like. I don't know why I'm even annoyed, but like, that's the separation of how you, when you can stay seated, that was the whole point of like, it doesn't matter if you try to pretend that it doesn't exist or it, it, because all, if you're trying to dress up your emotions, like by not saying it, not pretending it's there going in your mind, like I shouldn't be thinking this. Why am I so bad? You're just wrecking everything. The whole point of pure awareness or seat of self, right. Is to sit there and go, well, that was wonderful. Like this whole energy just showed up and, and I'm going to call it being annoyed. Instead of irrit- irritable, because it's not really irritable, I'm actually annoyed now, right? And you have, you know the difference between there. Right. So it's when you actually lose the ability to com- remember that you're aware, that you're aware, that you're aware. You're always consciously aware. But you just, you lose what you lose the, the ability to continue to be aware until you pull yourself back out. Sometimes I lose you when you say aware that you're aware that you're aware. You're aware that you're aware that you're aware that you're a witnesser. Why can't you just say you're aware that you're a witnesser? Because Where you does have the third layer come in. Yeah, you have to be aware. Mm-hmm. There's somebody. There's an essence that's aware, that's looking back. That you're aware, that you are aware of everything. Sometimes I still don't get that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. <laughs> I'm like, why can't we? Why can't we just say you're aware that you're witnessing? Because there's actually three dimensions. Because you're because 
when you're when you're you, you don't really can't see you. Like like I guess it's like the essence of who you are, the consciousness you, who's the real you that's in there, yep. doesn't know itself in the way that the physical world is. What you know about yourself is that you're aware that then you're aware of you. Okay, so you are aware that you're aware, that, you're aware of that there's awareness in you, that you're a presence. That's why so that's we, the second one. Where's the third? Well, you're aware. So you're aware of thoughts. Yep. And then you're aware that you're witnessing the thoughts and you're witnessing the awareness. Okay, so that's the two, second. Well, it's, th- it's three, right? <laughs> it's like you. It's I like, don't get the third one. Well, it's like because there's an awareness, the real yes. you, that's aware of what's happening in the inner world, right? So yes. you can hear a thought. So I'm aware of the external world. Yep, and then you're yep. aware of the inner world. And now I'm aware of the inner world, but that's still just me being aware. Yep, and then there is an awareness that you're aware of you being aware. Yep, to me that's still two. Uh, whatever, so you can call it two. <laughs> and, and the way I see it like, yeah. and how I how yeah. I can kind of, again, I'm only describing what it yeah. experiences me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you don't know that you're you. You, you have, it's like, meaning you can't see you because you are you. But like there's a presence or an awareness of you, who you are, but you gain that through being aware that you're aware that there's something in there. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, that's where the seat of self comes from. So that pure awareness, right, is what you're aware. So you're aware that there's an outside world. There's aware that there's an inside world. Yes. And you're also, an aw- there's an awareness that you can be aware of all of that. Yes. Okay. And so that if you're aware of all of that, then it, it's, and then, it, and, and here's the deep part of it, it doesn't bother you, then it doesn't matter what shows up in your inner world. It's only because like the, the energy will flow up. Sometimes it feels good. And again, we, we talk about this, like every, every event has an energy pattern to it. Everything does a hurricane, a rainstorm, sunny days, birds singing, no birds singing, right? A truck driving by somebody, you know, playing the guitar. Every one of these has a different energy event. And we all are aware that they all have different feelings that are so, again, vibrational codes that you're so aware that you can feel as it comes through you. So an event happens outside, it releases basically a vibrational code that you feel no different than how you can hear this voice. Like, again, like when you and I talking are producing a vibrational tone that we can pick up with our bodies that we become aware that we picked up that tone the same thing happens with with energy we become aware of di- of different just like you become aware of different people's tones of voice mm-hmm. you become aware of different inner feelings mm-hmm. so you just it's it's not that one's better than the other they can't be because death has its own vibrational feeling to it um, so I'm with you on all the awareness pieces. What's the difference between what you're just talking about and pure awareness? Well, I just, I just saying the deeper sense of all of it is that is the pure awareness, is the pure awareness of, of who you are. That's the seat of consciousness is the pure awareness. Um, the same thing or similar to when you feel, when you realize that you're just all part of this, like one. That's con- exactly, that's or? exactly right. Because it's all pure awareness. I don't know why it made me think of this, but so I'm listening to the book, um, from Prince Harry called it's called spare. I'm not a Royals fan. I just <laughs> fan of the Royals. I just, I don't know. People recommended the book to me. So I just started reading it. But anyway, he, of one piece that he was just talking about, it made me think of what we're talking about. He's going down this river in a boat. Says there's a storm. It's at night. 
and there's a flash of lightning and all and they're in Africa and there's a whole like herd of elephants like in the middle of the river and so they cut the engines just so that they can go around it and then the the lightning flashes again and they're like really close to these elephants and he is looking at the elephant and like in the in the elephant's eyes mm-hmm. and the elephant's like looking back at him and he was like I knew we were just we were one, one. Yeah. yeah and to me that feels like what we're kind of talking about like this maybe not the awareness thing but just like this oh that's exactly what it is conscious and he was like completely aware that he they're just there's just they're just one and of nature and consciousness well let's see what happens is the further you fall back into awareness the more you realize that everything is that you are everything I mean, that's really ultimately what happens when you are so, when you're so glued and kind of starting this conversation of like all outside external goals, that's where you just, you get focused on objects of consciousness. That's all Mm -hmm. people do. That's where everyone gets focused on. That's why in just even like the starting basic levels of spiritual or personal growth are wonderful. You start with affirmations, you start with vision boards, all that's really trying to do. And they're all wonderful tools and techniques, right? And they're designed for everything, whether again, you can be psychology, you can go through a psychologist, you can do all those things. They're designed to get you to be so less focused on objects of consciousness and get you more focused on those are just things that are happening out there. They're not you. Okay, question for you. As you've done a lot of this work and really been able to separate yourself from all these different objects of consciousness and the external world and knowing, I don't want to say that it doesn't matter, but like it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It is really more about the inner work. Do you find, and maybe this is more I should just say that I'm finding because I'm, I'm finding that I don't, I hate saying the word I don't care because you know that's not really what I mean, mm-hmm. but that I don't care about these external goals. What you don't care about is the ego is no longer driving your life, which is the ego is the only part of you that actually cared about the external goals. And I will say maybe that's a little bit of where, what I was feeling annoyed with or frustrated sure, by it, in the conversation up. earlier is that we're talking about all of these like external goals. And I don't want to say I don't care because I do care. They're really important. But I almost, I hate to say, what's another word? I'm not caring because it's not really what I mean. You're not attached to it. Yeah, not you, attached. This is where like, you let go of the outcome. Yeah, but clearly not. Well, no, <laughs> that the, example, the goal is that you, tr- you try to. I mean, that's the yeah. whole part of all yeah. of this. Remember, the, 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 you're absolutely right. The, remember, goals have a beginning and an end. And, and this is why I always go back to people. Like, goals cannot, in the, I said this yesterday in our, on one of our calls, like, the purpose of your life is not business. The purpose of your life is not sports. The purpose of your life is not your kids. As much as people don't want to hear that, the purpose of your life is not your partner. The purpose of your life are not your employees. The purpose of your life is not your family. It's not. Now, again, when people hear that, they instantly go like, well, what is that? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't like that. I'm not saying. Well, some people not, just don't believe that. I, I know. Mean, it's fine. Yeah. And, and, and they are a wonderful purpose of your outer life. But the reality is, is there's plenty of people that do not have family. There's plenty of people who do not have jobs or do not have employees, do not run companies, or plenty of people that are not in sports and are in different things. Those are just things that you do while you're here. They're all objects of consciousness. That's my point of all of that. That's not the highest purity of why you're here, right? Sure, your outer world goals can be to take care of your family, to and, and you know more than anybody. I mean, my family means more to me than anything, right? And it does. So I say that. In the same vein of it can't be why you're here. 
So it's right. not that it's not no, the I most important that, yeah. thing that's there. It's just it can't be because if it was if it was the end all, then everyone would be the same situation. But they're not. Those are just things. Those are just all objects of consciousness and they have different importance. There's no, I'm not denying that on the outer world, right? Like your family feels different than my family because you're closer to them and they should. That's part of the human experience that you're having. So never denying that. And don't ever say that Adam said that it wasn't important or how that you can't love deeply for all of the people in the way that you are. I'm just saying there's something deeper, the pure awareness that is the purpose the deeper purpose of why you're here. Does it ever make you feel less motivated? You know what it makes me feel actually, it makes me feel deeper. It makes me feel more connected to my family. It makes me feel even more connected to the people that I'm sitting with. It makes me feel even more connected to nature or more connected to sports or more connected to my business or more connected to those things, but I'm not attached to any of that. Because the minute you let go of needing it to satisfy or make you feel a certain way, you actually get to really, truly experience your family. Most people, and, and, and again, don't take this the wrong way, are trying to do something for their family, but they're missing their family. They're either working all the time and trying to get money to leave this and they're not present with their family, which is really what they're looking for. Or they're, and again, it's not even about time allocation. It's just more, they're not there and they're like, and they think, well, I need to go make money to be able to do this. It's the thought pattern that goes on with the, the most important thing. So then if I'm sacrificing my life to go do these different things. Now there's different levels of what that means, but for most of us in this world, we're saying do that through money which the reality is, is I don't know, right? There's nothing wrong with having a job. There's no, and of course you have responsibilities, not denying any of that. And in fact, you know, you have to, and you have, there are sacrifices that you do make. I'm not denying that either. But at the end of the day, there's a deeper part of you that is, that becomes the purpose of your life is to work on your inner world and your inner experience. Cause it's the only thing that truly matters because there are plenty of people that have wonderful families that are miserable inside. There are plenty of people that don't have any families, right? Anymore, right? At all. And they're joyous inside. And a lot of those people you don't really hear about because they're not business owners. Our world celebrates successful objects of consciousness. So when we, when in other, in other, you go to, you know, different parts of the world, they celebrate different things. So again, that's my whole point is our society buys into that. You go in the same time frame that we're all in and you go to a different part of the world and they buy into something completely different. That's all my point is like, it, it, we've just bought into the belief that that matters. Just like another area has bought into the belief that this matters. And what I'm saying is great, go buy into the belief, but just be aware that you're buying into a belief, be aware of the object of consciousness in front of you. And then always go back and do the deeper work which is to make sure that your inner experience is constantly growing, meaning that the flow of energy, how you feel inside is constantly growing better because that's when you become an ultimate being, which you become more conscious of everything. You stay more seated and you bring about whatever you're doing to a higher state. Everything becomes easier. I don't mean easier in the faith. There's no problems. I mean, easier in the way that you show up easier. You get to bring yourself fullness to your family or to your partners or to dedicating yourself to work. Again, it doesn't matter. You could just go and literally, I mean, the, the Buddha left his entire family. I mean, if you know the whole story, he literally like left his kids and his wife and left his, you know, he was a prince. He left his entire area for like four or five years. And he came back literally with the most simplest words. And he said, I've figured it out. 
And he said, what do you figure it out? Like it's, there's, there, is there suffering from people being in poverty? Is there suffering people that it's not fair in life? People suffering from not eating. There's sure that's all, those are all things. But he said, no, 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 the, the, the root, the cause of all suffering is the fact that people have, he used the word desire, it's preference or need. And the, and that's the, that's the cause of all suffering. And, and it's literally as simple as that. So when you don't need your family, you show up 1000% differently for your family in a much higher way to interact with your family. When you don't need your business, you show up differently for your business. If you don't need the goals in business, right? If you don't need them, you show up to approach those goals differently. All of those things. There is a loop pattern, by the way, that happens when people go on this spiritual journey is where it starts to get back around the, if you think of it as a circle, like it starts off and it becomes this whole pattern of like, wow, this is pretty amazing. This feels great. And then all of a sudden you realize, we talk about this in the 200% life book, the, the four phases of it, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden you get to like, you know, phase two and three and you realize, man, this is so much work, right? Like this is so much work and it's just everywhere and you see it everywhere. And then you start to go through this and there starts to become a part where the ego will start to grab you and start to tell you, right, that, yeah, you should just renounce all of this. You don't, you should just go hide from the world and go away from problems. In fact, Adi Shanti talks about this. If you don't know Adi Shanti, he's a good, he said his, his guru master that was teaching him when he was in his twenties, had his first awakening, he was on there. And she said, be very aware that your ego doesn't take you. And he's like, it's not going to take me. I'm good. Right. And then he left for six years. He, tra- left. he traveled the world. He felt he went with some woman at the time and went all these different places and ended up right back there and realized that like the, he literally became egoic and just went and was like, almost like hiding from the world. He's like, I'm just going to go play in the world. And again, but it wasn't the play in the world that like you and I would use that as he just went away and he came back because he felt like he didn't need need, exactly he was like oh i don't need any of these things i can just go do that it was that was the ego being a shapeshifter and he said everything that the his guru and master taught him basically happened and he came back and then that's when he went through in his early 30s his other transformation now he's been a teacher and he talks about that story a lot about how especially people like in business you can do it's like so easy to go the ego starts going oh if you just get away from these problems it would be easy you wouldn't have any you just go, you just go like quit everything you're doing or just get away from this. Or you don't have to be part of your family anymore. Cause there's such a, whatever it is, right. People have different things. It could be for you for business. It could be somebody else, their, their marriage or their personal life. It could be somebody else for their job. It could be somebody else for not having a job, right? It's all these things. And so you realize that those are just objects and they grab you and you have to be aware that you're aware that that feeling is in there. So you go, oh, I'm aware that like this really, and this is, you know, the lack of motivation, as you kind of say it, yeah. you go, I'm aware there's a lack of motivation to go do that. And you just watch the root of that. And the majority of the time, if you keep watching it, it actually goes away and you find the inspiration again. And it, you can even see that. Like I, I've, I've watched that pattern happen within me where it's like the ego tries to grab you and just go, oh, it would be so easy just to, you don't need to do any of this. You can just go and hide. You just have to do any of this. It'd be so easy. How do you it's know so the freeing. difference between what you were just saying? Like, cause the, that kind of t- sounds like the ego's talking to me. Mm-hmm. How do you know the difference between that and you're just really being called or yeah. more flow and like alignment in a different direction? I'm going to help you out here. You don't need to. And uh, let me just, let me answer that. Okay. I know what you're going to say. What? That you'll just know. 
Well, you, 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 it'll be a spontaneous action. But let me tell you, if, if the minute that feeling shows up, and this is the whole essence of this podcast, if you stay in pure awareness, it'll be very clear. Meaning, if you don't go attach yourself to the thought of, ah, this lack of motivation, because that's just lack of energy. I'm being pulled. And you just start saying that in your own th- mind as a thought pattern. You start buying into it the same way you buy into I'm being annoyed, whatever it is. So you just stay away from it. And you just say, you know, just if you want to talk to you, you're like, wow, there's a deep, like, I don't really feel like showing up right now. Like there's this deep lack of motivation for these different things that are showing up for anything. It could be for health. It could be for your marriage. It can be for your kids. It can be for business. It's going to happen in all these different areas of your life. So if you're like talking to yourself, that means it's not really a, yeah, I mean, really a, well, I just, a knowing the way I say it is, is to keep myself in that state of consciousness, meaning that like, I will see that emotion showing up where it's like, I'm feeling, let's just use motivation as an example. And I'm feeling a lack of motivation. And if you touch that instantaneously, that motivation has a cue. It's almost like a very established drip campaign, right? The minute you touch it, it's going to release all these different emails that go out that you read. And it's going to say, oh, you shouldn't have to work anymore. Oh, you shouldn't have to do this. Or you shouldn't have to listen to that. Or why would I just go over here? Why don't I just go hang out in my house over there? Why, this person's doing that over there. They're doing that. Over, you just, and then all that stuff, and you buy into all that concept. And that's my point of like dressing it up inwardly, outwardly is the same thing. Can you, that's a great example of like kind of like letting your mind and your thoughts take over. What would, what would, what's the, what would be the other? Yes. What's the other thing? So what happens when you don't do that Yeah. is it doesn't go away instantly. But as you start to become in that staying in that seat of self or that pure awareness, the energy of lack of motivation actually just starts to just be dismantled as if like the sun was hitting the fog. And it slowly starts to go away and all of a sudden it's go away. And then just, just enthusiasm and joy that shows back up in your life. And then you just find yourself happening to be in business for it and spontaneously making or those not. different things or not. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly what it is. But it's not the, this wave of negative, this wave of call, which is again, Audie talks about this a lot where he said it was to him. He thought it was a calling. I'm going to go out and do this different things. And he realized after all it was said and done that it wasn't that it was actually just the ego being a shapeshifter and being so good at disguising itself to make it seem like it was being called because then this is the whole point of me. Hold on. This is the whole point of me saying about the dressing up of the inside because you have to be aware of this because it'll dress itself up that way. It'll, it'll say he was confused. I know by it. So how are, how am I supposed to know what the difference is? Well, again, you, you stop, and you always surrender and you relax. I don't mean surrender doesn't mean you tell everybody yes and you do everything people want you to do. That's not right. what surrender means. Surrender means the resistance to anything that's happening inside. That's all that you're surrendering to. And it's the awareness that's surrendering, not surrendering anger. You're not surrendering irritation or you're not surrendering annoyance. You're, you're surrendering you and the annoyance goes away. That's what happens. And that's actually exactly what you did. You actually stayed relaxed. And if you want to use the word surrender, you actually started surrendering to it. And the annoyance, you could feel it instantly. Just It starts a little less, a little less, a little less. And finally, after about seven minutes, it just kind of drifted away. And there might have been some residue, like writing on water still stays there for a little while. But that's ultimately how it happens. And the same thing happens when you feel these bigger emotions that show up. Again, it could be frustration. It could be lack of motivation. It could be, and it can be on the other side, by the way. It can be pure motivation of like this, oh, I'm going to go drive, which is what most people are used to. It's when they become, start becoming spiritual and think they dress it up. They go the other way and they try to renounce the stuff 
That's why they talk about it in the Gita that way, because there's this whole confusion that goes, all my life I've been driven, mm-hmm. which most likely was probably being driven by a different part of you. Totally. And you, you start to go through these phases and then you realize, oh, that's not what I want to do. And you, and the ego it quickly goes, I'm going to lose Hallie goes right back into and goes, you don't need to do any of this. And it just starts to pull you down a whole other path of renunciation. And I say renunciation because that's really what at the heart of it, that's what starts to happen. Cause you go, I'm going to try to, you just trying to get away from everything and you start to move away. Now I'm not, does that make sense? Like, so the whole goal of all of this is to actually just be aware that this is happening and then it just goes away and you have this deeper level of peace, deeper level of enjoyment, deeper level of enthusiasm. And they have, they stay longer and they get deeper every time you do it relax. The way I've seen this happen in my life is that for maybe a month or a month and a half in the deepest of times, maybe two months, there will be pretty much every day. Well, I feel this major emotion. Like I will feel like this lack and just use motivation for a second, this lack of wanting ambitious or lack of energy and wanting to hide. Mm-hmm. And so it's there and it's like, man, after two weeks, you're going, I should probably just lean it. Like, this is probably what my calling is. Right. And, you, and, and this, uh, something will show up and you, and you start buying into that. There's a little deeper voice that was always like, no, that's not it. That's not it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't fall for the bait. Don't fall for the bait. And so that's where you just, that's why I wanted to have this conversation about pure awareness. You just stay, keep staying back and back. And then for me, it just all of a sudden just started, you release, release, and then it just, you a lot of little releases. And it seems like that whole big block of some scar, whatever it was, just kind of just goes away. And then all of a sudden you have this pure energy again for whatever you're doing. It could be coaching. It could be sports. It could be interaction with your family, your kids, business, all of but it. Do you, yeah. When I was going to say, but sometimes it may be, and I don't know if this is true for you or just in general, but but then that energy comes, but it might not be directed towards what it was previously. May or may not. It just, but what you do is you end up realizing, and again, I want you to get out of that thinking actually, because what you're going to do is the energy is going to be inside. And so you're just, you're feeling good inside. And then all of a sudden you happen to be doing a podcast with Adam. That's what all I mean. Like you just happen to be having conversation with Bill, drinking a glass of wine. It's wonderful. Well, that's kind of what I was saying too. It's almost like it doesn't it could be doing exactly what you were doing before or might not, but does it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. Because yeah. if you're remember the only reason why people are doing really anything outside of the, the, I would say kind of survival responsibility of people, food, shelter, and housing, which it's not much to actually do that. Right. Relatively speaking outside of that, you're doing it most likely to get a feeling. All I'm saying, if you stay in pure awareness, that feeling that you're looking for becomes 10 times stronger inside. And then it doesn't matter what you're doing. And then you just realize that you won't do anything to jeopardize how you feel inside. So you're not going to be called to the winds of the psyche or ego one way or another. And you know, here's the other thing that'll happen, by the way, you just got to be careful of is once you get through the lack of motivation phase, it'll then turn itself and go, Oh, go build a business. <laughs> it will. Cause it'll, cause it's just trying to get you. It'll go to what the least path of its resistance to keep your energy on it. So then it'll go back to what you were doing. And this is where people, they could show up and go like, oh, I just, maybe I need a new partner. In the minute that thought comes in there, this is why 50 plus percent of people end up divorced because they instantly go, the partner's not hitting my needs anymore. I probably need a new partner. It'd probably be a lot. And they start thinking about how their life would be. And then it's, unless they're willing to do the deep work at that point, the relationship is probably over. Now it may not be over technically, but you start, you stop having that same enjoyment for the person. And it's not the person, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
look, in, in cases there may be, you get my, you yeah. understand the conversation here, right? Yeah. It's, it's not the person, it's you. It's you've now bought into the thought, just like you bought into motivation or bought into motivation on either end that all of a sudden, like, no, I'm going to go, uh, this is, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this. And it's, it's, you're just buying into another thought. So the whole point of pure awareness is it it's irrespective about what happens inside. You're always staying seated. And if you continue to just surrender, relax, and allow these events that are just naturally unfolding everywhere to go through you, the path becomes very clear. And I know people hate hearing that yes, because what you want is you want an object of consciousness path is what people want. Or just an answer. Well, the answer is the answer. The problem is, is it's the, <laughs> yeah. it's so opposite of what people have been doing yes, all their totally. life yeah. that they're the minute the answer shows up there, your th- mind answers it incorrectly. That's yes, why, that's, that's why it happens is the mind answers it and says, that's not an answer. And then you go, why need an answer? Because the answer is not, it's not communicated with words. The answer is actually who you are. The answer is actually the experience of it. And that be, that's why it's so hard to put it in the words. You can only use, it's like the whole adage, right? It's like in spirituality, most people are reading the menu and actually non-spirituality. Most people are reading the menu, mistaking it for the meal. You read the description of a burger and you think that's your life. Until you actually taste it and you go, oh man, the description didn't do anything for this. It never does. And that's what people are doing. They're just so glued to it, they can't see it. And the people that have never really gotten into this, they hear this conversation, they go, this is wild, and these people are crazy. And it's and, fr- and frankly, if you told me this 15 years ago, I probably would have said the same thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you, I know you would have, because for f- yeah. like five years ago, you are like- five years ago. <laughs> I know. But um, so it's just because what you do is the more you get back, the further you get back- the further you get back and you start to see everything in the way it is and everything becomes undisguised. Everything does. So you see the ego for what it was. It's like all of a sudden it's like somebody turned a light on in a room and you see everything for the first time. Then you go, doesn't make it necessarily easier right away, but you start to see it and you go, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I understand what it is. And then this is why you always bring pure awareness into it. So where do you start? Start small on the small things, please. Like that's all you do. It's like, just like with the examples, you plenty of examples here. Just start with the small things, the driver in front of you, the weather, an employee that you're angry at, whatever it is that shows an email that comes in and pisses you off. I'm pretty sure you can handle it. I think about all the emails that pissed you off 10 years ago. Do you ever even know what they even are right now? No. I save them all in a folder. <laughs> well, that's honestly what people, anyway, so we'll get into that no, whole thing, but that's, it's, yeah, you don't want to do that. So start small, um, but always continue to remember that pure awareness is really what you're after. Hey everybody, before you go, Helen and I wanted to ask you for a favor. As business owners, you understand that reviews and testimonials are an essential part of growing your business and reaching new audiences. Well, from two business owners to another, we would be incredibly grateful if you could support us by leaving a review. It does really help us get the podcast in the hands of other conscious business owners. So thank you.